No, they can tell it's a painting. It looks cute. My Naomi picture, my, my naked man with his booty teeth. <laughs> oh, that's a man? Wow. You really do got booty cheeks up there. I told you. It looks cute, though. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Candy Confessions. I'm Zay. And I'm Jada. And on this podcast, let them know what we do, girl. We uh, bring an <laughs> open dialogue to sex, marriage, relationships, um, family, <laughs> anything and everything Culture, you want to talk about. Marriage. Culture, yes. Thank yes. you. I couldn't think of the whole thing. But yeah, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> yes. And so today we want to get into a little bit of uh, the taboo topic of sex, which really isn't that taboo, which is why we want to talk about it. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Well, new listeners probably don't know that Jada and I are in the faith, which means that we live for God. We love God, but we're not your typical Christians. And I use that term loosely. I'm air quotes. We're not your typical Christians, um, because we're not religious. And I feel like a lot of religious folk have a completely different outlook on sex. And I think that it's unhealthy if I'm being honest. Okay. Because, um, example number one, a lot of religious people feel like if you are married, you shouldn't talk about sex period. Right. But we know that the word says the marriage bed is undefiled, honey. Okay. So as a married couple, if I want to be able to talk about sex, if I want to be able to partake in certain things sexually with my husband, that's okay. And I think that, um, because a lot of religious people are the way that they are, y'all are living in some, Ooh, I was about to say stanky child y'all have y'all are in marriages where the sex probably isn't the best because if you're not able to talk about it with other people or with your husband or your spouse you know what I'm saying there's no way that you could ever experience something better right is that a good way to say it absolutely yeah. you should be able to have that friend group you know what I'm saying like it's <laughs> okay I want to clarify I am not married yet and that's okay. Sorry, I'm a little tired, but it's early. But um, I'm not married yet. However, me and Zaysha have had our conversations of plenty. And it you doesn't saying Zaysha, child. I'm sorry, Zay. Me and Zay have had our conversations of plenty about sex, you know. And I feel as if, even though I'm not married yet, it doesn't take away from me having these conversations. It's not like I'm indulging in it. And I do actually think it's important for them to talk to those who aren't married yet about sex and what that means and what that looks like um and getting into depth sometimes in the obviously in the right circumstances with those who aren't married yet so though i'm not because i wanted to put that disclaimer just because i know that when we do have listeners that are religious they're like well she's not even married how can she speak about this well how else did i find out about it you know what i'm saying you don't right. go into sex or go into sex you don't go into marriage blind you know what i'm saying right. you gotta have or at least you shouldn't you gotta have some type of understanding so i wanted to yeah i wanted to clarify that's that's very true um and i and i wholeheartedly believe that it is better to discuss sex with a married couple mm -hmm. um as a single woman yeah. you know because i feel like when you hear about sex from a married couple it should be right because it's not always the case like i said earlier it should be from a very healthy place um and i feel like as a married couple you're able to learn more about your spouse and learn more about what you like and experience and experiment with more things. And so I think if you are a single person and you do want to, you know, know some more about sex or see what other people are doing and what that's like, reach out to a married couple that you know has a healthy sex life. Healthy sex yeah. life doesn't have to mean like we're having sex every single day, all day long, but a healthy sex life meaning we can have sex, we can have fun, we can experiment, we can talk about it after. Was it good? What did you like? What did you like about it? What didn't you like? What new things can we try? Because like Jada said, you don't want to go into marriage blind. And we know that marriage is not only about sex, but that's the cherry on top, baby. Okay, sex is the cherry on top. God created sex. Sex is supposed to be enjoyable. It is supposed to be amazing. And I feel like religious people, a lot of the time will shun you for wanting to talk about sex or wanting to do certain things sexually and i'm not gonna put all my business out there but my husband and i are very very open sexually um 
and not open to the point where we're disrespecting it. No, I was just going to say, like, I want to, I wanted you to kind of clarify what you meant by experiment, because I, again, I don't want these religious folks thinking that we talking about. Right. I was like, no, we're talking about just me and my husband. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So like Jada said, I don't want y'all to think when I say that we're open and I say experimenting, I'm not talking about anything that will taint our marriage or taint what we have because I still I believe marriage is sacred always so and this is not to say if y'all like to experiment with threesomes and all those different things kudos to you but as for me and my man we're not open to that we're not going to do that but we can still be open without having to try all those things that will just taint what we have and so open in terms of hey bae um I saw this or I heard about this I want to try it and he's willing and I'm willing we're both willing to try in order to make sure that each other, that we're pleased, that we're enjoying our sex life. And yeah, so that's what I want to say. Like, <laughs> that is so, so, how do we get into this without getting into it? You know what I'm no, saying? I'm, because, I'm saying though, because I feel as if, I feel as if it's going to be kind of hard to kind of like dance around certain words yeah. or phrases or even just yeah when we talk about like positions. And I know we're not going to get into all of that, of course. However, yeah, I mean, we it, could, though, because we're grown and yeah. I want people like religious people, if they are listening to listen to this episode and be like, you know what? Maybe it is OK to discuss this. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, you know, like it shouldn't be an uncomfortable thing. And I know we also wanted to talk about like how it is for people growing up and the way that sex is presented to them, which oftentimes changes the way that you look at sex as an adult, which is probably the case for most religious people, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Especially those of like our parents' generation, our grandparents. Like to this day, my grandpa, my grandmother, sorry, can't even say certain words without it being like, well, that's just nasty. I'm like, grandma, <laughs> like that's what it is. Like we can't, we can't get into all of that. Like where your grandkids are all grown. Everyone's above the age of 18 now. Like, you know what we doing. You know what I'm saying? Like in regards to like, once we get married and stuff, like, you know what we doing, you know, you did right. And that's another thing that just blows my mind. Like, how you think we got here, Grandma? Like, <laughs> so yeah. But um, something I right. said earlier in regards to just like it's you know this is a biblical thing because it is. If you really don't believe that God is talking about getting down and dirty with your man, with your wife, please read Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, whatever you want to call it. Please read it because like, <laughs> and they weren't even married yet, baby. They were engaged. Right. So- they wasn't even married. Talking about, oh, look at them. <laughs> No, for real. So if you wanna if you wanna get mm. into it, read it. And everyone's like, well, it's a represent representation of like Christ in the church. It's me and my man. <laughs> no, for real. Because baby, let me tell you something, right? And I want and I wanna be open and candid, right? Before I got saved, before I got with my husband, I was in a relationship that I should not have been in. You know, when you're young, your very first relationship, you think you're in love. That relationship tainted my view of sex, period. So I remember I lost my virginity at the age of 18, 19. I was really old and I only did it out of me being naive, right? And feeling like if I didn't do it, he would have left me. And so that relationship, sex wasn't enjoyable for me. Um, I didn't enjoy it at all, honey. And it was to the point where if, because back then I'm thinking I'm about to marry this man. It was to the point where I could think if I wasn't going to marry this man, I'd be okay with never having sex again. Because for me, I couldn't understand why people liked it so much. I couldn't understand that it was a good thing because it was not. It just, it wasn't enjoyable. I didn't see the goodness in it. But then, baby, when I met Danielle, that changed everything. And and I know they say, like, we're talking about marriage, right? I'm talking about even before we got married because, yes, my husband and I were fornicating. <laughs> We fornicated, okay? But but I feel like even in that, he allowed me to see that sex was a good thing and it could be an amazing thing with the right person. And my husband taught me basically everything that I know about sex because when I was with the other person, it, I was young and I was afraid of a lot of things and Donnie allowed me to be open. And so I think that's kind of, where it started, like the foundation, even though, like I said, we weren't saved, we weren't doing it the right way because we weren't married, that foundation was there. And I was able to be open from the beginning. And I feel like the reason why a lot of religious people or just people in general don't have 
that vulnerability or comfortableness with the person that they're having sex with is because they're not open. They don't have that level of comfort yet. Like that level of, I can tell you that I'm afraid or I'm worried or this doesn't feel good or I love this. You know what I'm saying? So it really is about the right person, which is why, again, I'm always stand by whoever you're with and make sure that you go to God and say, hey, is this the right person for me? Because these things matter. If you're with the wrong person, not only are you going to experience troubles just in communication or all these other things, but sexually you will be deprived. And now that I know how good sex can be and look, mommy, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry. Now that I know how good sex is, I'm telling y'all, please make sure you're with the right person. Because why would you want to miss out? <laughs> why would you not want to be a part of that? Exactly. Okay. And I, I want to also kind of address the religious folk when we were discussing fornication, right? So mm -hmm. it's not that we are parading fornication or that right. we are um, speaking about it in pride. We're just clarifying that at the time, neither of us were saved. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> that was definitely a different part of our lives where those doors were open. Mm. So, yeah, I just want to specify that we are not. What is the word I'm looking for, Zay? Help we're not me. glorifying it, yeah. right? We're not like <laughs> saying, yes, fornicate. But the, the honest truth was that is how both of us came to understanding sex and mm -hmm. how it was presented to us, unfortunately, which I feel like is most people, if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. unless again, you grew up in a household where your family is super religious and they almost put a fear of sex into you. Yeah. And then once you grow up, you're kind of like, Ugh, I don't want to talk about sex or be around sex because your family made it seem like sex wasn't a normal and natural thing. And yeah. it is God created sex. And of course he wants sex to be had in an ideal situation, but he doesn't want you to be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And oh, so, so good. I love that. Right. Like he doesn't yeah. want you to be afraid of sex, but he wants you to understand that there are consequences when it comes to sex, that there are moments where it can harm you. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what that's all about. So and even I want to say that, like Jada said, I, yeah. yeah, and it would hinder you, hinder your walk. It mm -hmm. can, yeah, but we, we about to get real spiritual because <laughs> we, we could go, we could dive deeper into that too, like hindering the walk and everything. Mm -hmm. But like Jada said, I think it really comes down to having a good friend group. Mm -hmm. And I know growing up, before I met Jada, I had friends. There was only one other friend before Jada. I was able to talk about sex with her. And I've always been an open person. Um, but when I met Jada, when I became friends with Jada, it it opened the door even more. Because me and Jada could talk about literally anything, okay? Anything sexually we can talk about. And we can open, we can give home. each other... Now, I want to practice this. I want to say one thing that I think that... I don't want to say that, okay, me and Jada can be proud of is that, and this is not to bash anybody who is opposite of us, but we haven't had a lot of sexual partners. And that plays a big part in it too, right? Not having a lot of sexual partners because I feel like we we didn't have the experience going into it that we didn't have any of the experience. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was going to say something. Keep going, bro. We didn't have the experience going into it because we don't have a lot of sexual partners. And I think that's something that we can be proud of. So when I say that Jade and I are sharing our experiences, really it's me, of uh, me and my husband, and it's her with the man that she loved, loves, and... Oh my God! Yeah, you dragging it. We couldn't have her experience with somebody that she was in a relationship with. So it's not like she was with multiple men to be able to... We are sharing our experiences and our feelings about sex based off of men that we loved, men that, you know, we were in love with. And I feel like that matters. And having those friends that you feel like you can trust and being open and they're not going to judge you. They're not going to look at you any type of way. But talking about sex is important. It's important. Like as a married person, you want your sex life to be absolutely amazing. Yes. And absolutely. <laughs> Actually, though, but it's funny because right. you were talking about like, growing up and, and what that looked like. And I would love to actually kind of talk about what this, that conversation of sex looked like growing up and even, uh, I guess the door being opened, how you got exposed to it, stuff like that. And what to mm -hmm. avoid for those who are listening with their kids. 
um, anything like that, because I think that that is so important. I feel like for me personally, I was exposed to it at a very, very early age. And if anything, it did nothing but hurt me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's very important. And uh, I would love to kind of dive into that. So, yeah. Um, and that's a great point. Um, I know for me as a as a young kid, I was exposed to it as well. And honestly, I think it was because of who I grew up around yep. and the environment that I was in. And I was exposed to it in a very unhealthy way. And because I was exposed to it in an unhealthy way, a lot of bad habits formed. And over time, you know, I've never been uncomfortable with the talk of sex because I know over time, once I got old enough to talk to my mom about it, my mom had never sat me down and like had an actual sex talk, but my mom always let me know like I could tell her anything. If if sexually anything, I could come to her and not to be afraid of it. And I remember, you know, when I did lose my virginity, I told my mom because I, I almost felt like I had to like I had to tell my mom. And I remember going in her room and I sat on her bed and I was like, guess what, mom? And she just knew sometimes your mom's just knowing she was like, you had sex. And I was like, yeah. And so I've always been able to like be open with my mom in that regard. She never made it seem like sex was a bad thing or that I should be fearful of it. Of course, we knew the consequences of sex, like babies and STDs, but the act of sex was never like so taboo where I needed to be uncomfortable with it, you know? So it's so funny. When I told my mom, she cried. She was like, no, no, you didn't. You didn't do it. I was like, I did do it, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> She was so sad, but we're not we're not gonna talk about that. I love my mom. She was so sad, <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way you cry when Kayla told you. There's no freaking way. Like, why cry when because I'm the baby? Like, I don't get it. Like, and this is a long time ago, y'all. This was twenty. It doesn't matter. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and when I told her, she was she was not happy. So I think that's so beautiful that you had that open relationship with your mom. Um. With my mom, it's not that it wasn't an open... Because I, I feel like I can definitely tell my mom a lot. Can I sit down and talk to her about my sexual experiences? No. Can I tell her that I lost my virginity? No. Probably not. But in regards to just letting me know things that are important when it came to STDs, like you said, and, and things like that, she was very open. In regards to love, she was very open in talking about those things. And I felt comfortable telling her whenever something did happen that I wasn't necessarily proud of or happy about. She was she was open enough to at least let me talk about that. And it's kind of sad because I know that she doesn't have that relationship with her mom. My grandma, like I said kind of earlier in the in the uh episode, I was just saying how like I you could you can't even say certain words around my grandma without her being like, That's nasty. We don't need to be talking about that. It's like grandma. But yeah. <laughs> right. Like we all been there, done that because but here's what I wanna say, right? Because I will say that I think, like you said, it's generational. Yeah. But I feel like our generation um, in terms of being experimental and trying different things, um, we're better with that. And so back then, our grandparents was probably having regular old missionary sex, and that's just what it was. You didn't really talk about it. You just, missionary sex, get pregnant, have kids. That's kind of what it was. And so nowadays, to hear us say certain words or certain terms, they're like, mm, clutch my pearls type of thing. But the genera generations are different now, definitely. Yeah. And I think that if I was ever able to tell my grandmother like my dad's mom on that side the things that i've done she would probably have a heart attack child she would probably have a heart attack like what like they can't even fathom that we would do such a thing with your husband yes with my husband really i think and it's not just because of like i don't think it's my relationship status but just the fact that i'm doing those things really? she would probably think like you should not be doing that you you shouldn't be doing that it's not sanitary it ain't ideal it ain't whatever i feel like that's how she would be because she's from the older generation from the south where like she had a whole bunch of siblings you know what i'm saying so yeah girl you really got me sitting here thinking about like my grandma and like and just all of them, like her sisters and brothers and like that, like, was y'all really all just like having missionary? Like, I know that's like inappropriate, but like, I mean, not inappropriate in regards to just thinking about like my grandmother having sex. I can't think about right. that. But in general, mm -hmm. though, like, there's no way this is all y'all was doing. Like, don't you just like, okay, if we're going to get into it, for me personally, I want to love on every part of you. 
So I'm just kind of confused how we all just like, we just sitting there looking at each other. No, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm personally not doing that. I, yeah. Anyways, because like I said, I don't know how deep we want to get into but, uh, and we can get into it. And here's what I'll say. Because if, if I look at movies, like, let's talk about, like, The Color Purple. Like, that time frame, like, I feel like, okay, yeah, maybe it wasn't just missionary, but I feel like it probably wasn't as enjoyable. And I could be wrong because I don't know, but I feel like the act of foreplay back then probably wasn't really, you know, what it is now. I don't I don't believe that. And I, that's not to say that they didn't enjoy it, but I just feel like, can sex really be enjoyable without foreplay? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not... You know what I'm saying? Yes. Whatever foreplay looks like for you, but can it really be enjoyable if you're not putting me in the mood for it? And mm-hmm. I hate to like ge- generalize that generation, but I feel like it was one of those the men would come home drunk and the girl, the woman would just turn over, you know what to do type of thing. Cause that's that's what that generation gives me. It's giving yes. like you're just my like, you know, a rag that I could just throw around. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's giving. That so that's how I'm like <laughs> And it's, it's so funny that you say that because I agree with you. I feel like it was two sides. It was either that or it was like that 70s, I'm about to make love, very white. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, but the 70s is earlier. So, I mean, okay, the 70s, you're right. So, that's a little bit later, I mean. That's a little bit later. So, what do you okay. think it was like? So, before the 70s, it was like... Turn over turn your over. rag. Yeah, it was right. totally that. Okay. <laughs> Right. And in the 70s, it was about, yeah, we about to make love. They playing all that old school, like old school music with their little shag carpets and stuff. <laughs> okay. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But I still feel like even, and I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I agree I with you because like I know what you're about generation, to say. Yes. yes. Baby, we going to get into it. We going to get into it. Yes. So <laughs> that is we so gonna funny. We're going to get into it. But, um, but yeah, just like when I, when I mentioned though, kind of bring awareness to being exposed to it at such a young age. Um, I had the sex talk very early. And again, I know y'all are probably gonna be like, why does the girl keep bringing up her grandma? That was who did most of this stuff. So my grandma sat me down and she showed my sister and I a hot dog and a hot dog bun and said, this is what happens during sex. And I think I was seven. So she told me very, very early. And my sister is four years older than me. So she was 11. But I think my sister um knew sooner but my grandma just decided like well jada's old enough so i'm gonna talk to both of y'all together even though kayla probably already knows this stuff even with that sex talk being at seven years old like i said i was exposed to sex even sooner than that but they didn't know and that was due to Mm. friend groups that was due to um people that i met at school people that i met in my neighborhood that i became friends with and unfortunately a lot of those doors have been open now i want to speak for myself in regards to being a girl I know that a lot of quote-unquote discovery happens with female friends and Mm -hmm. unfortunately I went through that and it's not something I'm proud of or anything like that but it again that was when I was exposed to sex at a very early age um I told Zay this one story that I had this friend this is the first time I was ever exposed to sex y'all I was like befuddled truly but (laughs) this girl she had like this was back in the day y'all we old understand me so (laughs) this was when there were printed pictures from a disposable camera that you could just have you know on the nightstand so she took me into her her parents room and she showed me (laughs) nudes of her her stepdad and her mom and then got to crying like are you gonna tell on me I'm like I don't even know what I'm looking at that was the first time I ever seen anything remotely sexual and I had no idea what I was even looking at and from that moment those doors were open for me so obviously we can't control everything that our kids get into but please know who your kids gonna be around because my mom still doesn't know that to this day like I never told her that and she if she listens to this and she's gonna find out this way but yeah like that was horrifying for me. I mean, I just I was so young. I think I was maybe like six. I was like five or six. And I just remember that so vividly. Like it was it's stained in my brain forever. <laughs> but, and I can laugh That's about it now funny. because like I said, like as I got older, I was able to decipher what's okay and what's not and what is meant for your eyes and what's not. And I was able to kind of tear away with the grace of God from this perverted view of sex. Yeah. Um, 
And it's the same for me. And I don't even really want to get into it because at least for me, because that part of my life, I wasn't proud of. And even now looking back on it, I'm like, I'm just not okay with that. But it was the same thing for me being introduced. Like I said, I grew up in New York Mm -hmm. and I was, before I left New York, I was old enough to be exposed to that because of friends that I was around. And that really, that really like made a big difference for me. And I wasn't able to shake that probably until I was into like the fifth grade. And then I finally understood what sex really was supposed to be about and relationally what sex was supposed to be about. So, um, yeah, like you said, you can't control what your children do or especially when they're in school, whatever. But I feel like as a parent, you should absolutely discuss sex with your kids and make it so that they're comfortable enough to reach out to you in the case of anything, you know what I'm saying? Um, especially with sex, like don't put the fear of sex into them because sex can be an absolutely amazing, beautiful thing, you know? So you shouldn't be afraid of it, but you want them to understand that a, a sex is big, you know, and there's a lot of consequences that can come with sex. So just make sure that you're praying over your kids, praying over the people that they're around, making sure that you're giving them the right knowledge so that if they have questions, they go to you and not other people about it. Um, Because that's another thing. I had a lot of questions, but I felt like what I was doing was so like sinful. And back then I wasn't looking at it as sinful, but I felt like it was so, I couldn't tell even my mom and ask these questions. So I had to find out on my own and it just was not healthy. It just wasn't a healthy relationship with sex. So yeah. And, and I feel like what you said was so important about like almost keeping an open space for your kids to be comfortable enough to come to you because sex is a beautiful thing, like you said. So for yeah. me, I wish the moment I saw, because like I said, that ended up opening, it was like a domino effect. I wish in that moment I knew that I can go because I was scared. You know what I'm saying? I wish yeah. I knew I can go to my mom and be like, mom, this was just exposed to me or I just saw these things. I don't understand what I'm seeing. What does this mean? I wish I could have had that. Not saying that um, my mom put fear into me, but we obviously, she was not telling me what sex was at five, six years old. Of course not, because she doesn't think that that's something I'm being exposed to. However, that's what, you know. So with that said, um, I do encourage having that open door with your kids and allowing them to know what certain things are, um, Obviously, when you see fit, but just knowing that it is very much a possibility that it can be earlier than you expect it to be. And uh, yeah, yeah, I wish I would have been able to go to my mom. But let's let's make it more upbeat. Let's let's bring it back to the beauty. Yes. Well, I did have something I wanted to mention. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you and I know we talked about it, but I want them to know your opinion. So there is somebody that I used to watch years ago um, who does know the Lord and she's very popular. And she has said one time that she doesn't perform oral sex on her husband because it's degrading to her. As a married woman, she says that her and her husband do not partake in that. And I'm going to assume that it's both ways. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I hope that like, okay, maybe I'm the one that's scared, but I hope I can talk on this stuff or speak on this stuff, even though I'm not married. You know what I'm saying? Because of the listeners and because okay. we have that, you know, faith-based, follow- faith-based following. Once I'm getting married, I'm absolutely participating. Part- <laughs> my brain is just Yes. My answer is yes. I'm giving some to you. Yes. You giving some to me. We, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm said, all uh-huh. for it. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what? All I can think about is, okay, from my standpoint, if that were me, I guess I can go without oral sex. You ain't got to do it to me. But me doing it to you, baby, that's a staple. Like, and what the reason why that's so important. Okay, well, let me just put it this way. I yes. do it because I like to do it. And I do it because I know my husband likes it. And as a wife, why would you not want to do something that your husband... Because what I'm wondering is, does your did your husband say, no, nah, baby, you ain't got to do that? Or was it just you? Or are you just afraid because you may not know how to do it right? Cause that maybe it's a fear thing. Cause how did this conversation go? You mean to tell me that your husband don't even ask for it? Like he don't want it. He don't look for it. That is mind blowing. You don't want to please your man. I am genuinely like, what? That's a staple baby in the Hudson household. That's a staple. (laughs) So how is it not? I don't know. I will never understand 
that logic. And then we could talk about DJ Khaled. I was he just said he don't do that to his that. wife. I was just what? about to bring him up, bro. I was just about to bring that man into it. And he's proud that he don't do it. Baby, I could never be married to DJ Khalid. Yeah. The Lord knew, baby, because the Lord was like, I know how you are. I'm going to need to bring somebody that's on your level, baby. <laughs> It is interesting that you say no it's interesting that you say the whole like um I don't have to get it but I want to give it to him. Uh yeah. I want to ask you why. Like where does that come from for you? Is it a dominant thing? And not saying that you need to dominate over your husband, but like what is it about you giving it that makes you so happy? Um because knowing that he's happy make me happy. And I'm trying not to get so X-rated, but like hey, listen. knowing that <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I want to, well, okay, you don't have to get x-rayed, but just explain, like, okay, what, what was it about giving head, I don't know how else we can say this, about okay. oral, what is it about oral that made you, like, that switch go off, like, all right, like, this is what I want to do for you, even if you don't want to give it to me? Um, it was, it was just him, it was just everything about that man like it's just my attraction it's the way that he looks it's the way that he sounds and y'all I'm really not trying to get graphic but all that stuff plays into that and I and I swear when I was with when I was with my ex before Donnie of course I was afraid to do all those things because I didn't know but my I wasn't there like that with him I didn't want to please him I the way that I look at Donnie is the way that a man would look at his woman like I want to do whatever it takes to make you feel good that's how I've always been with Donnie so it's just like it's just him, bro. I, it's just like, I gotta give it to you. <laughs> I gotta. We need to get Donnie on here and ask him how he feels about giving you, giving you the oil. Oh my gosh. Because, <laughs> like, seeing your man being pleased should make you get to that point where it's just like, I, this is all I wanna do for you. I gotta just, I gotta do it because I can see how much you're loving it right now. I can see it in your toes. I can see it in, I can see it everywhere. This I was like, like, bro, like, I don't know if I can talk about this. Like, I feel so bad. I feel like I, I wish I could add more to this because trust me, I have such, such an opinion I, about this. I know, girl, I know. And here's <laughs> the thing, like, I, I, nobody knows your, nobody, look, girl, I want you to speak what you want to say. And I want to preface it and say that Jada can still have an opinion and, is still coming from a good place it, because she is still, she still loves God. She still knows God. She knows what she's talking about. And I, I okay. mean that in a way where it's not detrimental yeah. to her faith. I want to, I want to say this, maybe, maybe this is what will make it kind of to where I can talk about this openly. Right. Yeah. Yes. I experienced all this before I was saved. Yes. I was doing all this stuff before I was saved, but now that I know how I feel about it, and now that I know that I want it to be within a marriage, I feel like that gives yes. me the right to talk about it with excitement because I know yes. that I'm saving it for my marriage. I'm not doing this stuff yes. right now. Like, yeah, I have mm -hmm. the experience, but I'm not doing it right now. And I'm saving all of this excitement, all this this jizz up in my heart. Jizz! <laughs> all of this in me, I'm saving it for the moment I get married. That, that night, Listen, <laughs> listen. So yeah, so that's that's what I want to say real quick, just to kind of explain like all this excitement, whatever that I have is going is me looking forward to the moments that I'm gonna have with my husband. It's not something I'm doing right now. All right, mm -hmm. all right. So oral. <laughs> back to the back to the, back to the, schedule. the schedule. right. <laughs> so basically, for me personally, um. It's the same thing that you said. Once I realized the, this is going to sound bad, the power that I, <laughs> once I realized the control, no, I'm kidding. But no, seriously though, like when I realized like the way it made at the time my significant other feel and knowing that I had no experience prior, I'm like, I'm doing it like this. And I'm not even trying to hype myself up, y'all. Like, I don't want y'all thinking I'm like, oh, girls i'd be like mm, i get the best like i'm not saying right, I get the like, best. Yeah, uh -huh. i'm saying that uh -huh. for that within that specific relationship i had did it so much that i got good at it so i know that i know i know what i'm doing <laughs> like, i know that i know what i'm doing trust me baby. <laughs> i know what i'm doing okay so with that said yes it is something that i find very pleasurable that i enjoy doing now in regards to receiving or getting 
Um, it was. I, I have biased feelings about getting it. Um, do is it nice? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't have much experience. <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad. I don't have much experience with it that I can say is just the best ever, like or anything like that. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, I know that I do think that I enjoy it from the times that I would get it sometimes or whatever, but. I know for me, I don't care if I'm getting anything. I want to do it to you. Give it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to do it because I yeah. enjoy it. And less, um, you know, I want to talk about how we can keep a relationship, marriage, spicy. And I feel yeah. like that comes with a lot of taking initiative. And it's so funny because I feel like um, most of the time the man takes the initiative. I feel like in most marriages, if we look at a percentage, um, the man is the one who takes the initiative and they're like, you know, um, I'm going to come on to you. I'm going to show you that I want to do these things to you. But as a woman, you have to get past that fear of whatever it is and take the initiative. So there are a lot of times where my husband don't have to ask. I just want to do it. Hey, drop them panties, drop them, <laughs> drop them panties, drop them drawers, drop, you know, on that type of time. That's the type of time Pull we all got to be Drop them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Drop them draws, baby. But yeah, that's the type of time we should all be on. Like, even because I know there might be some men out there who are not as confident, but I feel like that's so rare, if I'm being honest. I feel like it's so rare for a man to just not want to take the initiative. So I would just say, as a woman, sometimes it's okay to go to your husband and say, hey, drop them draws, drop them boxes, move them to the side, whatever it is, and let them know that I'm just here to please you. I'm just yeah. here to give you a good time. It don't matter if I get it back or not but I know like Jada said it's a control thing but it's a good control it's like I know that I have the power to make you feel the best that you ever felt in the whole day out of the whole yeah. day you know what I'm saying so I think that's what it's about taking initiative with sex being okay to say to your husband or your wife you know what here's a better way I think that I enjoy doing this or a way that I will enjoy it I mean like talking to your significant other about the way you want to be made how can I say this? Oh, satisfied. my gosh. Um, yes. Talking to your partner about how you want to be satisfied and being specific about it, being detailed about it. Um, and also, as the man, if the woman comes to you or a woman, not being offended by that, but looking at it like, okay, here's a better way that I can be for my husband or my wife. I can make them feel good this way. Maybe they're not feeling this, but they like it this way. And I feel like knowing knowing your person's body because- my husband knows me very well. He knows me very, very well. This episode then, is just Zaysha Zay talking about how good her sex is between her and her. <laughs> that's literally and all this is. I feel like that's important, though, like for your person to know your body. They got to get to know your body. And that comes with, you know, obviously having sex, but paying attention. You have to pay attention in, to body language, um, to sounds. You just got I want to also mention insecurity in the bedroom, right? So I was kind of mentioning how I didn't really receive, you know, that stuff that often, but it was essentially mm -hmm. my fault. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was very insecure when it came to that stuff because um mm. oh, <laughs> so I'm sorry, funny. girl. I was looking at the time. Uh <laughs> I, I was very insecure. I was very insecure, and that was another thing that added on to me not wanting to even get um oil from my significant right. at the time because i was just like uh i'm not really feeling the way you know my it looks and we can even get into that like you know shaving versus waxing and uh, ingrowns and stuff like that and being with someone that doesn't care about any of that stuff being with someone that doesn't mm -hmm. care about your hyperpigmentation you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i feel like for a lot of women that could be almost something that deters you also from wanting to partake in those things whether the lights are on whether the lights are off it doesn't matter um and that was something that kind of kept me from also even asking for it and just wanting to just and probably why I, I was the one that did it so much rather than him giving it to me because I didn't want it because I'm just like well I'm not feeling the way it looks or it's got some hair or whatever yeah. the case may be like I feel like all these things will not matter once I'm married because I love that man I know that man loves me for me whether it got a little bit of fur you feel me? Like, and I'm not trying to get all explicit, <laughs> but I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, insecurity is such a big thing in in this yeah. in these situations, and yeah, it can be a, a hindrance as well. 
Absolutely. I will say that that's something for me personally that my husband was very open with me about and was like, it's a turnoff that you're not confident. It's a turnoff that because for a very long time, because of insecurity, I, my husband, I didn't allow my husband to see me naked, which sounds crazy, right? Like for a long time, I was like uncomfortable with the way that I looked, whether it's my stomach or like Jada said, hyperpigmentation or whatever it was. I just was not okay with that. And that being with my ex didn't help. That kind of like you know, exasperated it. But my husband was like, I don't like that you're not confident. Like, that's a turnoff. Because when you're with me sexually, I want you to act like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you got it down. Like, you're good at, you can do anything. You know what I'm saying? I want you to be confident in what you do. And, you know, at the time, I was like, dang, like, because you never want to hear that your husband or your significant other is turned off by you. But I feel like for a lot of men, that's what it is. They want you to be confident. Even if in your mind, you're not, fake it until you make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it wasn't up until maybe probably two years ago or so, maybe three, two or three years ago where I was like comfortable being naked around him and like mm-hmm. him seeing me in the light. And yeah, so that does play a big part. So I guess confidence is very important as well. Just, yes. you know, and I know that my husband doesn't care about those things. I know some men are more immature where if you do got a little fur, they're like, mm, not really feeling that. Or if you do have stretch marks or something, they're turned off by that. But a real man, baby, he ain't going to care. He is not going right. to care. If you're with the right man, he is not going to care about that. He just wants you. He just wants you. So that's a really good point, girl, because that's something I struggled with for years. Mm. And I'm grown. And we've been married <laughs> six years. Yes. So, yeah. And um, I kind of want to even get into, like, what you were saying about being willing to try new things and stuff like that. So I know that in the religious community, they absolutely shun, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. How how deep we getting into this? We can get deep, girl. Okay. Okay. So I know they shun, like, you know, toys and, <laughs> and obviously, like, I'm not, personally, I'm not using toys. I'm not watching porn with my husband. But if we're speaking about this just from an everybody's standpoint, what is your, yeah. what are your thoughts? Um, if we're speaking about it from an everybody standpoint, um, whatever works for you and your relationship. And I feel like, well, as a married couple, um, I don't know, I guess it really just depends. Cause Jada's right. Like as soon as you mention toys, even if you mention, for example, anal sex, like I'm pretty sure I saw a video on TikTok of this girl saying that anal, any type of oral sex with your spouse is a sin, whether it's oral sex or it's anal sex, you're not supposed to do that. And for me, I'm like, the marriage bed is undefiled. So whatever it is that you want to do with your spouse, by all means, by all means, go ahead and do it. Like, God made sex just for y'all to enjoy it. So you know what I'm saying? Whatever works for y'all, whatever it is for y'all, go ahead and, uh, yeah. But for me and mine, baby, we going to try. <laughs> yeah. We going to try. I freaking love that. That is so funny. But no, um. I feel like with this conversation that we've had, um, <laughs> I worry that like, you know, there was like, we didn't get to like a conclusion in a sense, but the conclusion I mean, is, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead and say, go ahead. I was going to say the conclusion is be willing to have sex with yes. your husband or your wife. <laughs> like be open, be willing to have conversations. And I don't know if we even I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but having those conversations and talking about what y'all like and what y'all don't like. You did touch on this, I'm sorry. Um but mm-hmm. I feel like even that, like I feel like it depends on how mature the person is to be able to say, "Hey, like what did you like about that?" Like what it how do you feel about this? You know, how do you mm-hmm. um you know, next time do you want to try this like even if it's not about trying something, I feel like being able to express, oh, I did climax or I didn't and not lying. And you know what yeah. I'm saying? And not being, you know, afraid to to kind of explain to them, hey, like, you know, I didn't. Can we try this next time or can we go a little bit longer? If you can, of course, I know that's kind of right. On the, but mm-hmm. hey, hey, my thing is, even if the man does go ahead and, you know, before you, he should want you to still you know what get I'm saying? Yours, baby. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. He should want you to still get yours, period. And so, um, <laughs> so those conversations need to be had in your relationship, whether you're married, whatever you got going on, because it from again from an everybody standpoint, but for us, we're talking about within marriage. Please have these conversations with your spouse, please.
please because once you don't and you you start to just go unspoken or unheard you you, things will like your sex life will deplete a lot yeah yeah um and i think what i want to take away from all this i want what what I want y'all to take away from it is the way that I was able to sit on this call and talk about my own personal sex life, of course, not as detailed as I would be with Jada, but the fact that I was able to do this and not feel shame or not feel like, oh my gosh, this is so sacred that I can't talk about it at all. I want y'all to be able to do that because honestly, I'm proud to be able to say that my sex life is amazing with my husband, especially being six years in. You know, they say like when you get married and you're married for a long time, sometimes your sex life will fall away and it's not as good as it used to be and I hope to God that when we're 40 45 years old we're still jumping each other's bones but I want I want it to be candid like this podcast is to show that talking about sex is okay like it's it's cool to talk about it it's cool to hear what other people are going or how how they're dealing with sex it's cool as a married person to hit up your other friend and be like hey girl what do you think about this? Like we did this that night, this happened. I was a little concerned about this or I feel this type of way. It's cool. Cause like sometimes you can learn new things. Cause I learned some things from Jada. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? There were things that there were some things that Jada had, you know, tried and I was like, okay, let me try that. And you know, it was, it was good. So it was, I feel like I just don't want it to be a shame thing. You should never be ashamed or afraid to have sex of course, there are consequences with sex. So be safe, be smart about it. Sex is important and not just in a spiritual way, but physically to feel good, to be pleased. You want to be with the right person so that when you do get married and you're with the right person, sex is mind blowing. Sex with the per- with the person that you're with needs to feel like I never want another person genital in my mouth or oh my God ever again because this is it for me you know what i'm saying like this is it like this is even if and i know we brought up the experience thing but the point i'm trying to make is i have been with two people in my life sexually my ex and then donnie that's it and even though i haven't been with a lot of other men i know that even if i was to end up being with somebody else it would not match up to donnie and me because i know that that's that feels the best to me that i just know like i just know in my heart of hearts you know what i'm saying so that's what I want to take away from this. We can candidly talk about sex and that's cool. I okay. love that. I love that you're able to say so confidently being like, look, I could have had 30 men and none of them would have mm-hmm. compared to Donnie. And I feel like that's another thing as well, especially in the male community about all the experience and all the women's being cracked and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, though, who made you feel the best? And yeah. if we're being real, if we're about to really get candid, it's who you love the most. And that's just yeah, the honest yeah. to God truth It's whoever you love the most. And I know me and Zay even had talked about like, <laughs> there was a point where me and her talked about like, <laughs> if we take the love out of it, cause I get it. He loves me. You know what I'm saying? If we take the love out of it, is this sex hitting for you? And me, yeah. I don't think you can ever take the love out of it because that's what make it even better. That's what make it yeah. even better. And I know, I know that for a lot of men, whether they want to admit that or not from the conversations I've had with different men, um, about sex or whatever not saying that I'm talking to them about sex with me but just you know their own experiences yeah. be chopping it up whatever and they just explain that it, it would be the person that they knew that they that was they that was a person that was the love yeah. you know that, that they have for them and that was the best sex that they could have and I think that that is such a huge asset to having a great sex life as well as is truly having love for that person and it doesn't have to necessarily be making love every single time but just know that that's what y'all are still doing because Y'all know that y'all want to make the other so happy. And it's not a just, it's not just about, excuse my language, getting a nut. Cause it's not, right. you know, it's about so much more and it's about making them happy. So, um, so yeah, I, I think. And you know what I want to say? I feel like most men know who that their person is sexually. They know like, this is the girl that I'm most comfortable with. This is the girl I love the most. This is the girl who I can be vulnerable with and she's not going to judge me. And She's willing to try whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And so you're right. It, it's a lot to do with the emotional side of it. You know, even mm-hmm. though we can we can say that for men, some men are able to have sex without emotion, but we know that when the emotion is there, it hits different. Yep. No pun intended. Yep. It hits different. So, <laughs> yeah, girl. I think this conversation, I just want people to like, 
we can talk about sex and I, you know, we can be open with each other and we can enjoy sex together. Sex is an enjoyable thing. And if you're not enjoying it, go ahead and talk to your significant other and say, Hey babe, look, I love you. I love when you do this. I love when you do that, but I would like to try this. I think I would love it if you did this to me or vice versa. And that's how you can start that open dialogue and not being offended. Just don't be offended. You know, this is all about being better together. So and that's a conversation within itself about not being offended when your significant other brings up something to you in the bedroom. I feel like that mm-hmm. is such an important topic and we are running out of time, but uh, if we ever like do like a, let's talk about sex part two. Part two. Yeah, yeah. We can get into like being willing and open to, to hear what they have to say without your ego being bruised on yes. both ends. Yeah. Being willing to be like, oh, okay, you didn't like that? All right, cool. How can I do it better? Because let me just say one last thing. When I talked about Donnie, like, basically teaching me everything, and I told him that he hates that. He's like, I didn't teach you, right? But for me, he did. He taught me how to, okay, give head. And I know it's different. Every man prefers it a different way. But he, when he told me, in that moment when I'm not knowing, I don't have experience, that's embarrassing. But he made me comfortable enough with my inexperience to be willing to just do whatever it was that he needed. You know what I'm uh, saying? The inexperience didn't, it wasn't a deficit to him. It was just, okay, I can, we're together now. Let me teach you how I like it. You know? So. Uh, I love that. We, and I always give a shout out to Don, Don, yeah. I always give a shout out to him. Because, general, like. Yeah. Cause he, I feel like that, that is such a beautiful thing. And y'all were young. So for him to be mm-hmm. that mature at that time and not make you feel horrible about not having experience and being like, damn, you don't know how to get. No, I don't. You gonna teach me? I know. Right? <laughs> you gonna show me what to do right now? Yeah. We gonna be sitting here. Show me the ropes. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she said, "Show me the ropes." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, and I and I think that that is so beautiful. So so yeah. So thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode of Candy Confessions. I'm Jada again, and I'm Zay. You can follow us on our social media platforms. My personal is Zay Hudson. And you can follow us, Candid Confessions Podcast, on Instagram. That's Candid Confessions Podcast. Go ahead, girl. Give yours away. Yes, and I am Jada Beloved on Instagram. Jada B, period, L-O-V-E-D. Again, Jada B, period, L-O-V-E-D on Instagram. And, of course, follow our YouTube and our TikTok at Candid Confessions Podcast as well. Thank y'all so much for listening and we will see y'all next Friday. (laughs) Deuces.